You don't know that I one. I don't know that one. <laughs> the, the one that's like, friend tells me, hey, don't rap about Patrick Swayze this time at the party and me like 10 drinks later. <laughs> Uh-oh, I think it's getting kind of hazy. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah, I do. I have seen that one before, but I didn't, I didn't just have it ready to go. <laughs> Welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nan. I'm Opal. And it's out to get you. Oh? It? Death? Death? It's out there. Me? It's getting you. Yeah, me though? <laughs> you though. <laughs> <laughs> me though. <laughs> this week we watched Final Destination from the year 2000. 2000! <laughs> Directed by James Wong, starring Devin Sawa, Ali Larder, with a guest appearance by Tony motherfucking Todd. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but before we get into that, Opal, what have we been up to this week? The, okay. This isn't the only Ally Larder movie that we watched <laughs> this week, it turns out. Well, okay, yeah, so we did rewatch Legally Blonde. Yeah, excellent movie. No notes. Uh, just a great movie. We had an argument. Well, not an argument. We had a discussion. We had a very deep discussion about how there's no, like, sassy teen movies anymore. Or at least there, like, weren't any for, like, all of the 2010s. Like, we were trying to find any. I don't and, think like... there have been any lately, either. Yeah, we're both very excited think, for Barbie. I think Barbie's gonna be the next one. I made the I made the argument that um, Pitch Perfect is not sassy, but it was very funny that you did not know what Pitch Perfect was. Well, <laughs> why would I know what it is? Because it made a hundred million dollars. Uh, do you see movies that make money nowadays? No, no. Anyway, uh, we also watched uh, The Brood. Yes, we did watch The Brood. Hey, Brood Bros, how we doing? If there's any Brood Bros out there... Shout me out. <laughs> uh, that's a Cronenberg special. It was good. Oh, the second most divorced movie we've probably ever watched. Oh, yeah. Extremely a divorced but movie. Behind Possession, which I also has some weird comparisons to, but yeah. in the fact that they're both very divorced movies. Extremely. Uh, I like The Brood. Yeah, I like The Brood too. Um, We had, a, we had a, a, a question about like what was our like favorite Cronenberg uh, uh, movie. Yeah. Or, like, we were trying to rank them. Yeah, we were trying to rank them since we've seen quite a few now. We have slightly different rankings. I think I like, um... Scanners. You like Scanners a little bit more than me. Yeah. Uh, and you're a little bit more of a fan of, like, the weirder stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Dead Ringers is my fave. I mean, Videodrome's the second one. I don't think yeah. you like it more than me. I like it a lot, personally. But... Yeah. I think we're both uh, yeah. Videodrome enjoyers. Yeah, we are. But, you know, I, I like the, I feel like the brood is up there. I like the kind of more, like, existential stuff a little bit. But also it's just hard to beat, like, that double Jeremy Irons performance of Dead Ringers for me. Like, that's yeah. just a good-ass movie. That's that's certainly uh, a hard carry for that movie. Yeah. Alright, should should we, do, we, do we have any other uh, upkeep I notes? don't think so. I, th I think it's just time to get into the fucking movie. I think we're going to talk about this movie for probably way too long. So oh, we, ha we have to get into it. All right. We have a history with Final Destination. We do. Uh, we've we've watched like all the Final Destination movies several times. Uh, exciting to do this one. Yeah. This is our the other 2000s franchise, I guess you could say, that we're covering. I, I wanna... it's, it's basically only this and so I don't think anything else came out of the 2000s necessarily. I want to say this one uh, is the most, like, a normal movie of any of these. Yeah, that's what I said last week. Because yeah. the other ones are just kind of, they're, well, you can see the DNA of it in this one, but they're very formulaic. Yeah. For sure. It's kind of just, like, drag and drop different characters into the formula and you just let it go, which I don't care about, well, personally. I also feel like they, like, lean into the sort of memetic nature of this franchise a bit more with, like, the rules and, like, the crazy uh, uh, mousetrap kills. Yeah, that is 
kind of the weakest part of this first one. Yeah. I have to say, because they do get crazier with the kills and stuff later on, the, yeah. more, the further they go. Whereas this one, they're mostly killing people with puddles. Uh, that's what I... <laughs> yeah, I noticed this time for sure that there are a lot of uh, PBDs, puddle-based dangers. Oh, yeah. 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 There, there's like four or five of them. It's yeah, a lot. It's, it's mostly... Everything starts with a puddle. It's like Puddle and Electricity are like the biggest killers in this one. In the United States, yes. <laughs> um, Behind vending machines. So so the story uh, of how this movie gets made, uh, what, what basically became Final Destination started off as a spec script for an X-Files episode uh, written by Jeffrey Reddick. You can tell. You can t- super tell. Like also, I, could, I could completely see this as a 30-minute X-Files. I also feel like this would be better as an X-Files episode. It probably would be, but I can't be that mad at it, really. The, the like, way they have turned it into, like, a teen movie, where it is mostly, like, centered on these teens, I think um, it would be a lot more interesting if it were centered on the cool investigators that are uh, hot and sexy. I mean, yeah, sure. But, so... I mean, they know their audience, definitely. And you can't really deny, like the cultural impact that these movies have. Maybe more than a lot of other things of our time. Like, we talk about people saying Final Destination under any weird death that happens. Yeah. And, like, people talking about the log scene from the second movie, like, way too much, like, really (laughs) specifically. Yeah. Um, It's it's impactful. Yeah. Uh, So, James Wong and Glenn Morgan were two of the original writers for The X-Files, um, in by 2000, that show's kind of winding down. Uh, the like X Files proper ended. No, X Files doesn't belong anywhere outside of the 90s. <laughs> That's definitely how it feels. Um, so they get involved with this project. I guess like part of the specific draw was that this movie is kind of like a slasher movie with no slasher in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it made a ton of money, um, but you know. Uh, Critically, these movies have all been pretty panned. Like, well, yeah, they're not good, but no. they're good. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> like, they're enjoyable, but they're not good movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, I think there's a reason we, when we watch these, we tend to watch them in bursts and then not really think about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. As intended. Uh, I want to talk about the cast in this movie. Uh-huh. So, Devin Sawa. Well, he's the only one. He, he's the only one who's giving a good performance anything, in this movie. Yeah. Anything in this movie. I think, like, so much of this movie is actually staked on his performance, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, it, like, if anything, this kind of just reminded me that we can't rely on Allie Larder as uh, <laughs> a substantial role in anything, really. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get to Allie. But I, I, I like Sawa's performance in this. He's, like... Everyone, He's fine. Everyone's talking about how his character is a bit creepy, and, like, he, he pulls that off. <laughs> he is kind of creepy. While still having, like, a very normal guy uh, aura about him. Yeah, I don't know how you're supposed to feel about him exactly in parts. Like, maybe you're supposed to think he's a little weird, but also he is just... Very normal. I'm not sure yeah. what kind of personality you're supposed to say that this character has. It's weird, because he has, like, normal guy swag, but also he's a creepy weirdo. Who's super neurotic about stuff. Yeah, I think during the movie we had a discussion, like, people definitely wouldn't be accusing him of killing people if he was, like, a cool guy. Yeah. Beforehand, right? Because (laughs) that's Uh, not what we do. Yeah, so I think, like, it's an interesting, like, place to put your protagonist, basically. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of, like, in the middle, towards the end there, you could almost see it, like not you'll kind of being a, like a twist like it's all in his head almost yeah no i think it's like I, it, I feel like it almost wants you to think that it's going that way at times well i think like it always wants to play on your um view as the audience where like you know what this movie's about um you get to see all of the little like intentional like two camera spooky bits um so you know that like something sinister is going on but also yeah, it wants to keep that plausible deniability where you're like, well... I don't know if you're supposed to think about this movie that much. Probably, but, probably not. But, but that's kind of like my reading this time. But like, I do think the reason you can think about this movie that much is because 
Salah does. He, he's right? doing something. He, with he's it. doing something, right? Uh, no, nobody else in this movie doing anything, which brings us to Ali Harder. <sighs> um, uh, from Legally Blonde fame and Heroes. <laughs> you I, remember the show I Heroes? Literally, always when I think of her, I think of the show Heroes. It's because the first thing maybe, my mind goes. Maybe to. because when I looked it up, when I forgot who she played, I'll tell you why I forgot who she played. Because she played five fucking people in that show, <laughs> and I don't remember why. I don't really remember a lot about Heroes after like season one, but uh, yeah, there's nothing beyond that point. <laughs> um. So. For at this point in 2000, she had just come off of doing Varsity Blues. <laughs> Great. Uh, she also did that House on Haunted Hill remake. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know a, why you would ever watch I, a remake of that. I don't know why you would, um, but I guess that Vincent convinced... Vincent Price or Bust. I guess that convinced someone she could do a horror movie. Mm. So, yeah. Um, you've got Sean William Scott, who just did American Pie, and Kerr Smith, who is like one of the stars of Dawson's Creek. Oof. They're both a bunch pretty of bad. Teen vomit. <laughs> and then, you know. Which this is this is kind of a teen vomit movie, so oh, I kinda almost get it. hundred percent. Like this this movie to me, the the movie that is like closest to this in my mind is Scream. Maybe. Well hmm. Because they are both teen vomit movies. Scream two. <laughs> sure maybe uh and then of course we've got tony todd the motherfucking candy oh man himself. he is he does not belong here i mean he, <laughs> Cutting it up he's in this movie. really really good he he's fantastic and only in one scene that's why he's so out of place because he's actually like an actor <laughs> but i love to see him he he just looks like the candy man though he's got yeah. like the coat and the haircut is yeah awesome. no he's just vamping he is just, uh, he is he looks very different in the other ones he's in now. Yeah, uh, definitely. But I, I liked his, his one scene here. We'll get to it when we get yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, so, that's that's the preamble. Uh, it's, you know, uh, what if you turned a spec script for an X-Files episode into a teen horror movie? Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. <laughs> With some, like, weirdly out-of-place performances, both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of a fun time. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. We open on a dark and stormy night. Cartoonishly stormy. Yeah. Uh, we get, like, a moody montage under the opening credits. Uh, the music for this was alright. I, I can't identify any of it. Like, if you told me there was music in this movie, I wouldn't believe you. Just specifically for this opening montage, they're, like, trying to set the mood. It does feel a little bit like uh, TV writers being like, all right, here's our intro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is like a TV intro. Like, yeah. are you afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon? Yeah, <laughs> they just show, like, creepy pictures of devils. It's like, a, yeah, yeah, it's like a Goosebumps episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Alex... Uh, Browning, I guess, and his uh, high school class are going to France. Did you ever get an offer like this? No, nothing like this. Because I did. Because I took French, we got, like, the offer to go to France. But that's that shit is, like, $3,000. Well, these kids are going to school in New York, so... I think, I think they, I think they're good for it. You think so? I think so. Uh, that's But there's, like, though. 50 of them, though. There is, That's yeah. too many. Yeah, there's. I think they say at one point there are 40 students on this fucking Why? plane. That's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, how are you fucking corrupt? There's four teachers. We had, like, <laughs> we took a Washington, D.C. trip and we had, like, 60 people. That was too much for them. Yeah, I mean... Overseas? Not happening. No way. Like, they're, they're like, 17 to 18. You're losing them. You're losing you're, you're one losing of these children. You're losing at least three people. <laughs> a teenage pregnancy is happening on this trip. Oh, that's not on you. <laughs> well, I guess you can only do so much about that. Well, on, on our trip, they did do the door tape thing. Yeah, I believe it. Because uh, you went to D.C., right? Yeah, I yeah. didn't go to, on the French. French? French. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't go to the French one. I didn't go to France. <laughs> uh, all right, so, so getting back to the movie, uh, Alex is immediately paranoid about his plane crashing. I, I love these scenes. That just indicate generalized anxiety. Absolutely. That's just, like, just... how you see the world. Like, <laughs> someone, like, shuts something too fast. It's like, uh, uh, what? the fuck? 
It, it, it does capture the, like, uh, I'm in public and not in control of what's going on around me anxiety feeling. Um, which yeah, is but very we're funny. treating that in a supernatural way. Yeah, yeah. No, this is just <laughs> and what not it's just like. like how you see it. This is what it's like to be in public. Uh, his dad gives him a weird speech about how he's got a, the whole rest of his life ahead yeah, of him. Yeah, his parents say a bunch of funny stuff like, hey, you're not going to die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's the next day. It's time for some pre-9-11 airport content. This is the year 2000. Yeah, we made it. This is great timing for this movie. We just nudged it in there. We just got it in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Ahari Krishna is accosting Alex and telling him that death is not the end. Uh, a lady at the desk is saying his departure time is the same as his birthday. And a big airplane board flips to Terminal. And his bag tag says final destination on it. I wish the airport boards did the flippy thing. I do like the flippy thing. Every time that happens in movies, I'm like, ooh. That's so, <laughs> much, like that. that's yeah. so, that's so much better than just like a big digital screen. Yeah. Uh, I, am I mistaken or is his seat also the same number? Oh, Was he in like 25 or something? Oh, I didn't pay too much attention okay. to that. But I would, I would believe it. Yeah, there's lots of like little details here. Um, yeah. Some would say a little too much effort sometimes goes into this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alex's friend Todd convinces him to use the bathroom where a song by John Denver, who died in a plane crash, plays. Okay, but his name isn't Todd. It's Todd. 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 T-O-D. Todd. <laughs> uh, Alex boards the plane and takes note of some of the passengers. He's clearly not feeling it. I... You're on a plane. Are you ever feeling it? <laughs> Lots of little things are freaking him out. Like his little uh, like uh, tray keeps like opening because it like breaks. Uh, he gets asked to switch to switch seats by one of the cute girls. So he's like, oh okay. Um, the they plane... both die, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, so the plane takes off, uh, and then everything begins to shake. Uh, and everyone panics, and then the cabin starts to just break apart. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm putting my glasses on and I'm examining this very closely. Yeah, you uh, forensic scientist of uh, plane engineering disasters are like, I don't know about this one. <laughs> hey, I looked up a lot of things online, and I can't explain to you why, but they all promise me that planes don't explode. You said while you were looking this up, you're going to end up on a list somewhere. Yeah, because I'm Googling, like, how do planes explode? How do you explode plane? And we know by that viral video that just came out that you won't fly out of the plane <laughs> if the door opens or whatever. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, people do immediately begin flying out of the plane, uh, which then quickly explodes. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this is so... The green screen effects are so funny. Like, they just get yeeted out of the plane. They clearly, like, had a little bit of a budget to shoot this scene. A little bit, because I, I read that this was, like, a miniature plane that they, like, blew up or something. Yeah, they had, like, the, the set that they're in where, like, people are flying around or whatever. I don't know. It gave me very, like, Lost vibes, like, the beginning scene of Lost. <laughs> <laughs> of the plane crashes. Um, but Alex wakes up. But he's still on the plane. They're about to take off. He's dripping with sweat. He's really wet. <laughs> uh, all the little things that happened in his dream are happening. Like the girls asked him to change seats. And the little handle on the on the tray is yeah, falling this is, out. This is always how it happens. Like you'll see the vision of death. And then like. The little things leading up to it will happen, and then you're, you'll be like, oh, fuck, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, uh, so he freaks out, and he gets pulled off the plane, along with a few of his classmates and one of the teachers. <laughs> yeah, people start getting mad at him because he's saying, the plane's gonna explode! <laughs> yeah. oh, the plane's gonna explode! Because, yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Everyone gets real mad that they're not going to Paris. Yeah, they um, spent like $5,000. Yeah, um, he's like explaining to everyone what happened. One one guy gets mad at him. He starts beating him up. <laughs> and then the plane explodes. Yeah. Uh, just like uh, he had dreamed. Yeah, funny how that happens. Yeah, uh, everyone is a bit stunned. Uh, they get put into a room. Yeah, Leonard Skinner was on that plane. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Leonard Skinner song? Free Bird. I think it's everyone's favorite Leonard Skinner song. If you asked me another song, I could you, you. You would have trouble? Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought of, like, a ZZ Top song. Not a Leonard Skinner song. 
You're disrespecting their memory by saying that. I know, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, Alex gets interrogated by the FBI about his dream. Uh, they clearly suspect him. And the others are all pretty freaked out. Uh, but pretty soon family arrives to take everyone home. Uh, Allie Lardner's character, Clear. Uh, not Claire. You, you, you would think it's Claire, but it's not. It's <laughs> clear yeah uh she doesn't have any family to pick her up so alex she's family... looking for him though <laughs> <laughs> like why she's like oh oh is there are they gonna show up maybe are they gonna... maybe my dead dad will come <laughs> <laughs> so alex's family drop her off she's like the loner girl um it's ally letter as a brunette Dangerous. Which is against type no i don't buy it which is why <laughs> she changes her mind later that's right yeah uh, Alex breaks down when he gets home. He's watching bodies get pulled out of the river. They uh, would not show that, no. <laughs> no. Uh, and lightning strikes outside of his window. Yeah, because lightning is the enemy. Electricity is the fucking enemy. Electricity and a breeze. That's right. <laughs> and water. Yeah, and water. <laughs> the elements. The I, four elements. I do, I do have to say, like, this is the beginning of, like, the good Devin Sawa, like, performance for me. Like, his, like... Uh, like, when he, like, gets home and just kind of breaks down and cries, and then when he's on the couch later, just, like, clearly super traumatized. When he starts getting wetter. And just, like, staring into space. I think I think that all, like, works yeah. emotionally. Like, I, I buy it from him. Uh, cut to 39 days later. The school is hosting a memorial. Uh, Carter, one of the survivors, tells Alex that he's in control of his life, and he's never going to die. That's a really funny thing to say. <laughs> in Final Destination? No, in Just general. Just in general. Yeah. I'm never gonna die. <laughs> like, that's kind of part of the human experience that we all know where we're nope, gonna die. he's not, though. What if he didn't, though? <laughs> what if he didn't? Oh, spoiler. That's not gonna happen. Uh, Billy comes by to ask Alex some questions like he's a psychic. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you keep your hat on backwards after hundreds of people died? Well, I'm not going to put it forwards. <laughs> <laughs> just like in the interview moments after that happened, he's just sitting there with his hat on backwards. I'm like, is that appropriate? <laughs> it's just his style. Never change. <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard it here first. Never change for anyone. Never for anyone. Uh... Uh, Clear uh, thanks Alex for saving her life, and Todd uh, gives a speech about uncertainty. They unveil the statue and it looks a bit shit. It's just a big bird. Do you think it's weird to, like, have a big bird be your memorial for people who died on a plane? What, you think it should be a plane? Oh, look, they they died in the air, so we got a bird. Like... (laughs) What if it it was the Balrog? It's drawing too much attention to it. Just do a big slab, man. Ooh. Big rectangles are undefeated as that's, memorials. That's true. That's classic. You can't beat the triangle. You can't you can't beat the big slab. Uh later that night we see Alex is uh researching plane crashes and engineering disasters. If he wasn't already on a list, he he's, he's checked out every on there. He's checked out every book in the library that talks about plane crashes. Yeah. Uh he decides to look at a penthouse magazine to calm down. Yeah, we see the woman with the world's smallest nipples <laughs> in the magazine. Uh, Todd, in the bathroom, uh, cuts himself shaving, and a water leak menacingly lurches towards him. PBD. Puddle-based... Danger. Danger. Yeah, that's our first one. Uh, Alex accidentally rips up the magazine, leaving behind a piece of paper that just says, Todd. Todd. <laughs> And back in the bathroom, Todd slips and oopsie-daisies himself into getting choked to death by a piece of string. Where does this come from? Because it's like coming out of his shower. It's like coming out of the wall. What is this? I have no idea. It is the most, like, I tried to, when I was writing the description for what just happened, I was like, how do I describe this? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what, what does Kevin McAllister put on that doorknob, you know? It is just an oopsie-doopsie, I strangled myself oh, moment. Yeah, he... he flies across that room i'm even i'm like that's a stretch it looks like it comes from like a tom and jerry episode or yeah. something you know like like someone has laid a trap for this for this boy yeah it's much like the game mousetrap though 
you may be set up for heartbreak and disappointment. <laughs> I guess. Uh, and then we see the water retract spookily on its own yeah, back the, into the, the drain. Yeah, the little ghoulie under the <laughs> toilet sips up the water again. <laughs> Death is slurping the toilet yeah, water back up. Yeah, we gotta delete the evidence. Yeah, ooh, I didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, like, what What would happen if you did leave it? <laughs> Uh, Alex arrives at Todd's house, which is swarmed by police. Uh, Todd's dad is like... It's your fault. It's your fault. He committed suicide. And Alex is like, I don't believe it. We were talking about going to see the big game when he was better. Was he? At the at The, the memorial, big game? At the memorial, they were going to go see the Yanks. They were going to take a road trip to the city to see the Yanks. The, the, quote, unquote, the, the city. city. Because they're in New York. Do you get it? Do you get that they're in New York? No, because they're not. <laughs> well, they're in upstate New York. No, but the movie is not. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, the next day, Alex visits Clear, since she also showed up mysteriously outside Todd's house. Won't be the first time. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, hey. L- Lando Lakes shows up. <laughs> she's like, hey. Hey, I think the FBI uh, thinks you did it. Uh, here, By the way, here's an abstract sculpture I made of you. Yeah, she's like a metal worker. Which explains everything about her because she's an art student. Yeah, right? Like, not, not a goth, but greasy art student. Art student. It they, does, lo- they look bad. It doesn't work for Allie Larder to play this character. Not It doesn't really. work for somebody who's been a model since they were 14 to play the greasy art student. It doesn't work. I don't think she's meant to look greasy, but she kind of does. She thinks that there's something out there still. And Alex is like, it feels like death is all around us. What if Todd was just the first one? This is insane. Yeah, we're making a lot of leaps in logic, but also she did make a sculpture of that big head from Figure It Out. She did do that. (laughs) Uh, I just think, like, okay, there was, like, a plane crash where you narrowly survived and, like, one person shows up uh, uh, hung to death. Like, this is a leap in logic to be like, death is out there and it's going to get us. Um, uh, So this is the moment that you begin to see that they are to be betrothed. Oh, yeah, they're meant for each other. They're meant for each other. Even though they've never talked before and have nothing in common. I don't know what their personalities are, but I know they have nothing in common. They're both slightly damp weirdos. Oh, they are both a little (laughs) bit damp. You're right, maybe they do have something in common. Uh, They decide to do the most logical thing, which is to break into the mortuary to see Todd. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that's a normal thing to do. Yeah. Uh, They find uh, his corpse and the mortician... Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Uh, Spelled right. That's correct. Uh, he he gives a great vampy speech here. There yeah, are, he's just doing his thing. There are no accidents, coincidences, mishaps, or mistakes in death. Everything is part of death's sadistic design. Yeah, nothing matches this energy in the rest of the <laughs> movie. This is so out of place. This is like the mystical black person arriving to tell you the, the lore of the movie. But you know what? I kind of need him. He, I, It is like an energy that I really appreciate. Like, I want more of that in the movie. Like, he does come back as a different mortuary guy. Because he's yeah. supposed to be, he's supposed to be like the specter of death. Like yeah, he's, himself. he's a recurring character. Well, he yeah. gives like a whole speech here that like, death has designs for them and that it's going to come back and that they could incite death's fury by trying to cheat death. So he's got, he's here to like drop the death lore. Which he's going to do in, like, all of these movies. About himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's calling himself Mac Daddy. The, they're like, uh, maybe we should go. And he's like, see you soon. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> Ding. Um, Alex and Claire have coffee the next day and wonder if they're subconsciously taking steps towards death. And they're like, we need to look for clues. The we, death is coming for we us. We talk a lot about the idea of coffee. <laughs> which yeah. is strange coffee is discussed abstractly uh they're like what if it was their time and we were meant to be on that plane and we'll die unless we can find the patterns and clear is like yeah todd probably just killed himself 
<laughs> I mean, that's it's not that crazy. No. Uh, Carter shows up to accost Alex on the street, uh, and his girlfriend Terry is like, we can't we all get along? We just gotta live our lives and move on. I don't think she's moved on. We could just drop dead. And then she's hit by a bus. <laughs> and that's how Regina George died. This, this, um, like, trope of somebody is talking and then a bus just hits them from off screen happens in, like, a lot of movies. Yeah. Because it's funny. <laughs> What is it with, like, the off-screen hit-by-a-bus joke? Uh, comedic timing. <laughs> yeah, just impeccable. Um, Alex's dad says he's concerned about him, uh, but just then on the news, they give a breakdown of the explosion and who should have died in what order during the crash, which matches Todd and uh, Terry, just now her death, and next up should be the teacher... Miss Luton. Yeah, because it took an organized path yeah. around them. You can see the schematic that we've drawn up where it shows exactly who died in what order on this yeah. plane. Which way the explosion decided to go. <laughs> yeah. Never mind that like a billion different things were happening yeah. also. Uh, uh, later movies will get better at this. They'll like actually show you people dying in the order that they're supposed to die. Yeah, I think that helps. Yeah. But for this one, you just cannot tell. They're like, trust you, us. You cannot parse it at all. Uh, so cut to, uh, Mrs. Leiden's house. She's, uh, talking on the phone about how she lives in fear. Uh, just then she looks out her window and sees Alex skulking around like a little ghoulie. And then she calls the police, which is what I'm saying. I don't think she would react this way if he was, like, with it. No, he needs to look, like, 60% like Gollum for you to act like this. Yeah. Because, like, if I saw Gollum skulking around outside my house, I would call the police. I think I would just stomp on him to death <laughs> and make it into my own hands. Great, great. Uh, anyway, the they come by and they can't... But there were signs that he was going to blow up a plane already. Or they wouldn't be acting like this, no, right? No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely buy that. Uh, the cops show up and see him just, like, checking out the tires of her car. Yeah, like, I wasn't cutting her brakes. <laughs> um, they take him in for questioning. Um, but just as they leave... A spooky breeze comes by. That's how you know. Which is the signal in this movie that death is coming after yeah. you. And then a puddle happens. Uh, so Alex uh, tells the agents that he believes that Miss Luton is next based on the pattern of where they were seated on the plane. Do you? Did you write down the quote that he actually says? He said, he's not going Dahmer here. Yeah. <laughs> Insane thing to say. Insane. Which I always find hilarious when we use Dahmer as, like, the baseline example of serial killer. Because he was quite exceptional in many ways. Great, yeah. Like, he, he's saying out loud, like, I wasn't drilling holes in people's heads and eating their penises. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you for that important, important historical context. You're welcome. <laughs> this is why we have you on the show. Well... What would you do without me? You'd just be talking to yourself and that'd be crazy. I'd, I'd be alone. <laughs> <laughs> just summarizing the movie with no one to react to anything I say. I'd be alone. Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Luden plays John Denver and boils some tea. Uh, and the agents are like, okay, okay, okay. Maybe you didn't cause the plane crash, but it sure seems like you're killing people now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I have questions for them. Such as? Like 50 people saw that girl get hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's a great point. That's a great point. That's good on her, right? She did back up slowly into the middle of oncoming traffic and was then hit by a bus. Yeah, that's a gimme. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Uh... But they, they gotta let him go because they don't have anything to hold him on. Uh, just then, Miss Luden has some vodka, but her mug cracks. Yeah, which... she, she's doing tea, and then she's like, JK, and then she does a cold drink so that her glass can crack and make puddles. Yes, it's time... BBD. <laughs> it's time to leak a puddle into her personal computer, um, which smokes and then explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then a shard of glass... Goes right into her throat. 
Uh, oh, th- this woman gets it the <laughs> yeah. worst out of anyone. She dies like six times. And next she manages to light herself on fire and then impale herself with a bunch of kitchen knives. Yeah. First you think the glass in her throat, okay, she's dead. And then she lights on fire and it's like, okay, she's definitely dead. And then she pulls a block of knives down on herself and it's like, okay, okay, now she's definitely for sure 100% dead. And then Devin Sawa comes and he's like, oh no, let me help you. And then the knife goes in her more and it's like, yeah, okay. She's actually actually dead. dead. (laughs) So yes, he he arrives, uh, but it's too late. He manages to, to stick around just long enough to incriminate himself. Uh, and then runs out of the house as it explodes. Let me, uh, get, let me get my fingerprints all over it. <laughs> uh, and uh, Billy manages to pass by on his bike just in time to uh, witness Alex fleeing the scene of the crime. Hat still backwards, still being myself. Riding my bike at night. <laughs> yeah, he's a creep. <laughs> um, Billy, Carter, and Clear show up at the memorial at the same time. No reason. No, she called them there, remember? Oh, does she say that? Yeah, they said okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, and they agree that they need to find Alex. Um, they head to the park where he's just chilling. They just knew he'd be there. Yeah, you know, the, the park. <laughs> the park, yeah. In For, New York. Yeah. <laughs> In upstate New York. This is clearly our rural community. Clearly Canada. She has a cabin. <laughs> she does have a cabin. <laughs> Uh, Clear tells him that uh, she was always paranoid her parents would die, and then her dad did, uh, and her mother left her. Yeah, she's not dead. She's just not yeah, there. Not not around. Um, so she's like, Alex, we, we can't give up. We can't let death win. Except for your dad, though. That kind of, he <laughs> yeah, kind of won that time. Too, too late for that one. Uh, so everyone piles into the car to... Uh, drop off Alex, and they are like, who's next in line to die? But Alex is like, doesn't matter. We're all on the same list. It seemed to matter to him a lot. Yeah. Like, why, <laughs> like why, did, he, why did he change his mind? Yeah. <laughs> now he's um, like, fuck it. <laughs> well, because Carter, who is the next one on the list, is petulant and attempts to deliberately cause a car crash so that he can go out on his own terms. This guy sucks. He's just fucking around. He just sucks. His personality is yells. Alright, but one of my personal fears is being in a car with someone who is recklessly driving and I can't get them to stop. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. Like I, I don't think you know people like that, though. I don't, but it is a constant fear. We uh, we purposely don't let people into our lives who will kill us. <laughs> that's right. We're very good about that. We're reasonable. Uh, they run a red light and narrowly avoid a semi-truck. Uh, and he eventually stops his car on some train tracks right as the train comes. Just for fun. Uh, everyone but Carter gets out of the car, but he refuses to move. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to be cool and just drive off. But then his car stalls and his door locks on his own. I think at that point you have to let it go. Like, he he, he wants it that bad, right? Ah, ripped to this guy. Yeah, he yeah. did that. <laughs> um, but Alex manages to save him just in time by, like, pulling him out of the car. Uh... And Billy is like, you're next, you're dead, and you're not taking me with you. Yeah, this is uh, supreme acting happening. <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna stand here and yell until something happens. Uh, and then a piece of shrapnel flies by and cuts his head off. It's a good head cut off, though. Yeah, I appreciate having some some head cutting off. Some it's, de- it's, decapitation. Not even, it's not even at the neck, it's like halfway up. I, which, which is a rare decapitation. One thing I like about this movie... Some of the kills take for fucking ever. Some of them are blink and you fucking miss it. I know. And I, those, are, those are usually like the best ones. I like varying it a little bit because it's like, oh, you know something's going to happen, but then it's so fast that you don't even really have time to react to it until his head is like dangling off by yeah, a piece I, of skin. I will say one thing, though. Usually when those happen, it is someone just standing in one place yelling while the camera's like backed up away from yeah. them. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. what are we waiting for? Yeah, we, it's very uh, set up that this is going to happen. <laughs> Alex uh, holds up in Clear's cabin. Uh, he's eating out of cans now, and he doesn't use electricity anymore. No, he's rigged this up Home Alone style. Uh, yeah, no, instead of using electricity, he has a fucking lantern, which is extremely more of yeah, a death trap I than electrical that, lights. I think those will kill you more, but also, I wouldn't trust electricity after this movie either. No, yeah. Uh... When a weird uh, Rube Goldberg machine uh, fails, he's like, Ha! Death, you can't get to me. <laughs> that was an oversight. 
but I won't let it happen again. He's like, tetanus. You almost got me. <laughs> you almost got me. Cancer. The long con. <laughs> it could just you get almost, you anytime. You almost got me. <laughs> um, Clear confronts the FBI guys staking at her house because they're looking for Alex. Uh, and just then he has the realization that, wait a minute, but I changed seats on the plane. So I shouldn't have been next. It should actually be clear who should have been next. Yeah. This doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so he uh, runs out and takes a boat across the lake to... Oh, you would not believe this is a police chase because he takes this boat with this paddle and goes this like two miles boat. an hour. Which I really want to see them go after him, but that's not going to happen. Mr. Frodo. I'm going with you. <laughs> uh, uh, and he goes to Warden Clear, who's having an electrical disaster outside of this her house. This is nuts what is happening to her. It is like Fred Krueger is chasing her. <laughs> it is like some horrible uh, electrical uh, rig is just like dangling it's around. It's like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> a beast is upon her. Um, and her little dog, too. Yeah, she tries to save her dog from the whirling electrical thingamajig. Which we know he's not going to heaven. Yeah, we've established this in a previous episode. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and Alex is uh, almost drowned by a puddle. Uh, puddle-based danger. Yeah. Um, and then another puddle happens. Yeah. Another puddle-based danger happens at the <sighs> exact same time. Yeah, so Clear's house gets blown up by, like, electricity... Um, and then she, like, hides in her car, and then Alex is like, oh, I will rescue you. Don't get out of your car. It's grounded from the rubber tires, so you won't the, get electrocuted. The electricity effects are kind of crazy. I think I told you that Star Wars looks better than this. <laughs> it does look pretty bad. Uh, I also told you the story about how my mom was in a car that got struck by lightning. Yeah, and see, yeah. she's fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, she's normal. Uh... Attempting to, like, save Clear, Alex grabs the live wire. Uh, hoping... Imagine you're the police and you pull up and see this. They're like, him charming the electricity snake. You'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, he's he's hoping that by him dying, since he's in line after her, death will skip her. And then she will live even if he dies. Yeah, because they're lovers now. They would give their lives for each other. They've yeah. known each other for three days. Yeah, he falls over electrocuted and she runs over to him like, baby. She says baby <laughs> like three times. Some, I'm like, baby. Is some stuff happening off camera that we're I know, not aware right? of? I feel like I missed something. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, six months later, uh, Carter, a now blonde, clear, and a recovered Alex arrive in Paris. Yeah, see, she changed her mind, and I told you, if I didn't know that Final Destination 2 existed, she would go to Delta New, and she would start <laughs> her workout, and she would go to the Legally Blondiverse. Yeah, it, it's like almost all connected. Yeah, I think it's all connected, except it's not, because she is in the second one, but That's let's right. ignore that. Let's ignore that. I think her hair color is a different color at this point because all of the cast is filming, like, different uh, teen television shows at the same <laughs> that, time as this that's movie. That's also very true. That's probably the real reason why. Yeah, I guess the shooting was kind of, like, all over the place because... No, no way. People's schedules did not <laughs> mash up because they had to film episodes of Dawson's Creek. Oh, God, yeah. Um, they all celebrate having beaten death. Uh, and they have a beer at the the local uh, French restaurant. This is like the end of Scooby-Doo where we have to explain everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, hey, you know, what just one more thing's been bothering me? Yeah, this, this <laughs> is so out of pocket. They're like, so let me, we've been, what was wrong with that movie that we just did? We, we've been fine for six months, but let's talk about a plot hole that we didn't, uh, that we didn't cover up. So he's like, hey, why did Death Let Me Live when I grabbed the wire? Uh, and Clear is like, maybe the three of us were just meant to live all along. And then Carter is like, yeah, maybe it'll circle back and kill all of us. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um, just then, a local minstrel uh, plays John Denver. <laughs> yeah, it's always John Denver. It's always John Denver. Uh, and Alex has one more vision, uh, and he tells them to stay away from him, and he runs. Uh, we have more generalized anxiety flashbacks. Yeah. And Clear is like, 
Alex look out, and then a bus almost hits him, but then it crashes and starts a chain reaction that leads to a big sign falling and uh, crushing Carter as yeah, we roll Yeah, he credits. saves him, and then he gets smushed. Yeah. And that's the fucking movie that's Final Destination. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about it on this watch? I still think it's a fun movie. I still it's think it's movie. a fun franchise. Like, they're not good, but I have fun with them. I, I think this is, like, the best movie, like, as a movie? Technically, yeah, but I think the kills get more fun kind of the further yes. you go and the more creative they get. I think the formula gets a little bit more developed, especially into... Yeah, um, I think I think they start tuning into why people really like these. Yeah, which as, is as they uh, go on. definitely not the performance and more of the weird, crazy kills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, a lot of these kills are just, like, there's a puddle, there's some electricity. Yeah, in other people ones... People catch I, on I, fire. I feel like people get smushed a lot more. In other yeah, ones. like we rely on smushing a lot. People, uh, this franchise loves smushing and stabbing. Yeah, with like random implements. Okay, but may- maybe we should talk about what's our favorite Final Destination kills. Ooh, maybe spoilers, maybe not. But this is gonna be spoilers. This is definitely gonna be spoilers. We we gotta talk about our favorites though. So okay, we've already mentioned it, but the the log ride <laughs> kill that, and yeah, into a lot of people a lot of people think of that. Is, the is the opening really of two is pretty uh, off the chain. I'll say like the opening kills are usually some of the best ones in sometimes, the, each movie. Yeah, I think sometimes they get a little too crazy though, like that bridge <laughs> in like yeah, the that first one's, one. That one's way too That's, crazy. That one's too crazy. The bridge collapse. I think. Yeah. I think the like racetrack one gets a little too crazy too. Yeah, but that's what everyone is there at a NASCAR race to see. You want to die? Well, you want to see the crazy crash. You want to see people die? Yeah. 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 My dad's favorite driver killed someone. You told me this story. Tony Stewart. Yeah, he just like hit someone who was walking on the the run the the raceway. That was both their fault. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on from that. Uh, I like the um, the stupid uh, eye scene. From oh, the LASIK one. The, the LASIK The death. LASIK one is pretty infamous also. A lot yeah. of people don't want LASIK because of that movie, which I gotta, I gotta say it again, their influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, these movies do like... They're highly, highly influential on the culture. Can you name me one death in three that isn't the, the opening one? Tanning Booth. Ooh, that's that's decent. Is three the one where the guy gets his butt sucked out? Ooh, like through the the pool, right? Like in the pool? Yeah, because that's a creative one. I, I think about that happening. I don't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's one that could happen to me. Could it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't sit on the suction hole in the pool. I, I, I think guess. that can happen to people, though. Okay. In real life. Are you afraid of suction? Like, is that a fear that you have? Of, getting, of like, something, like, sucking you up? Of getting sucked by something? Of, like, just passing by, like, a, a suction hose and getting sucked up. Like a vacuum cleaner? Or, you know, something like the pool scene. Like, is that scary to you? Does that does that make you go, like, ugh? No. <laughs> okay, I think, I think that answers the question, then. Okay, so... If, if it's good or not, the answer is no. Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> Your favorite is the LASIK one. I guess, yeah. That, yeah. That's the one that I think about the most. Just like a laser and you've got the stupid... That is a... Sh- the way that Cena is shot is fucking terrible, by the way. It it kind of is, but... She like also, chokes just, on a fish at some point. It's, it's just not like a good not, scene. It's not how LASIK works. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, think, I think you're getting confused with the dentist one, though. Oh, is it the dentist one that I'm that I'm? Where like there's like a baby mobile that like pops into his <laughs> yeah, mouth, yeah. and you think he's gonna die at the dentist, but then he goes outside and dies. That's right. That does happen. To and one we of don't those. know how old that person's supposed <laughs> to be. Also, I have to say, uh, some of the good deaths are just like something falls on someone, or someone gets hit by a, a moving vehicle. Okay, I gotta explain my favorite though. Yeah, go ahead. The gymnastics one. Oh, yeah, that, that one's alright. That's, that's my favorite mousetrap one, because, like, there's the weird tension building of, like, 
there's a weird thumbtack over here, and then someone steps on it and distracts this person, and then someone slips on this thing, and then she just crumples up into a pancake. <laughs> That's true. That, that one's wild to me. Yeah. I think it's got to be my favorite formulaically. The, so one thing about this series is like they have like a lot of different kills. Yeah. Like they'll do the big mousetrap scene where like A, B, and C are like set up and then it all kind of like oopsie doopsies into a kill. Yeah. They'll do like the, oh, just suddenly somebody dies from something. They'll do... Yeah, the sudden one is a favorite one for characters that aren't characters. Yeah, yeah. They'll do, like, the, the death chase scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll do, like, vehicle deaths a yeah, lot. Yeah, usually in the finale there'll be, like, a bizarre chase scene of, like, the, the, weird things chasing you. The drive through death is pretty good, I think. I think that's from 2. Yeah, that's kind of like a sudden one, too. That might be a 3-1. Yeah. Um, so... I think there's some. I think the franchise in general gets better with the variety and kind of the visuals of the kills. I will say, I think we're due for a new one. I think they're talking about making I think a new one. They're talking about it, and I think we're due for one. We just, We've made yeah. a thousand saws, but I'm ready for a yeah. new Final Destination. New Scream just came out. It was good. Like, yeah. let's just let's give it a shot. Uh, okay, should we rate this movie? Let's go on to our ratings, because... We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so first off is the spookiness rating. How good are the scares and the vibes? Opal, what would you give it? I don't think it's a scary movie. I think it has to be, like, a two. I don't think it's very scary, and I think all of the kills being so set up punchline one way or the other... For this one specifically, I don't think... They're as good at building up the tension because we haven't established, like, the formula yet. But the one yeah. I was talking about earlier, that's more of a tension building to me. Yeah, I think they they get better at this. I think, like... I f- agree. I think the fact that some of the, like, more tension-y mousetrap kills are also just very silly. They're fun! Um, I, I mean, uh, yeah. at the end of the day, they're fun. But it does make them less, like, scary. I um, think so. But also... You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes they'll pull something out of left field and it's like, oh, what the fuck? I think the scariest stuff is the stuff that feels the most like a fucking X-Files episode, which is just the anxiety scenes. Right. The scenes where, you know, someone's like looking around and they're seeing all of these like mundane but dangerous looking things happening and they're freaking out and like they can't do anything about it. Oh, that's me with the second one. Seeing people driving. <laughs> seeing people driving yeah. is the worst thing of all time. Yeah. Um so I think it I think it does that well. I think I'd give it like a three just because I think like the iconography of the it the fact that it is like so successful at, at like um imprinting itself on you if that makes sense like yeah. final destination death is out there trying to kill you um these movies stick with people absolutely yeah. yeah the airplane stuff is like pretty good you know so yeah i think it's the least believable one at the end of the day because planes are so ridiculously safe but oh yeah like i do i do find myself chafing at it a little bit because it's like well Cars are way more dangerous than this, yeah. but then two Ironi- goes Ironically, right to... this one is, like, the most ridiculous in that. But yeah. also, let's not pretend, like, two is realistic <laughs> or anything. No, but, like, I do like going to cars as, like, the next thing, right? Because that's even more, like, mundane but dangerous, right? Yeah, so... I think I agree with that. Uh, next up is watchability. How easy is it to just throw this movie on and have a good time? This might be, like, a five. It's close, right? Because, like, these are all super watchable. I'll watch any of these anytime. I I don't want to quite give this one a five because I think some of the performances are just too mismatched. I, I don't either, I don't feel myself caring about it all that much. I, I either want, like, all the performances to be hacky and shitty or I want, like, all of them to be good. And having, like, you know, Devin Sawa, like, actually kind of doing it, but then nobody else in the film, like, bringing anything to any of their dialogue. Like, some of the dialogue. So, so the bad. writing sometimes is really, really embarrassing. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen this movie so many times. Yeah. It's like I'm not watching it for that. Yeah, I guess. It's, it, it's kind of like a cartoon popcorn movie for me. And yeah, and that is like watchability. So yeah, maybe, maybe it deserves a five on just like the the sheer like scale of that. Yeah. So We've seen them all a lot of times. And the last step is the Vincent Price vamp writing. The campiness and overall performances. I feel like it may be a three because of the mid-movie Tony Todd visit and Devin Sawa being kind of good. Yeah. 
at being like a weird little creep. And some of the deaths being wacky, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, so I, I like camp is I like up the there. Re- Maybe hmm. Now that you mention like the death camp level, Maybe it's more of a four for me. I, I would give it a three. Like, I, I think I gave it a little bit more in the spookiness here, and you're giving it a little more in the camp, but I think... It yeah, was, yeah, like, I feel like that's right. Yeah. Um. So, overall, we're fans. That's like, a, what, an 11 out of 15? That's pretty good. I think that's, I think that's up there with some pretty good movies, <laughs> ironically enough. But, you know, I, I kind of like it. I think that they're super fun. I think our scale is pretty kind to this kind of movie. Um, it is just a movie that is really easy oh, yeah. to... Our scale is good to movies that we like and bad to movies we don't <laughs> that, like. That's why it's our scale. Yeah. Yeah. And not yours. A system. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I like it. Um, I think, like, the fact that I do keep returning to it and watching it does speak to its, like, success and the fact that it is so, like culturally significant right way more culturally significant than like saw right i don't know about that i think so i don't know i feel like saw was was right there for a long time we're not talking about any of the kills in saw on a daily basis the way we're talking about like log scene sure we are where i think the sawing off the foot scene is definitely up there in the first one when are people talking about that? I think the, like, jumping into the needles one is one that I hear ta- referenced and talked about as, like, a spooky thing. Mm. From two. Maybe we're seeing different people talk about different things. Yeah, the thing is, I know a lot of, um, or I guess, like, I spent a lot of time uh, as, like, a 12 to, let's say, 16-year-old around um, older, edgy men... <laughs> Who maybe liked the Saw franchise a little but they bit. Don't, but they don't talk about Final Destination as much? No. I don't believe that. No, that's more of like a teen movie. You think so? Yeah. Alright. Alright. Uh, that's that's uh, our ratings. That's our final ratings. For Final, For final Destination. destination. <laughs> uh, but we're not done. Are are you ready to Are you ready to Final Destination one of these movies? What do you mean? What does that mean? We kill them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's kill This is the movie sex segment. Let's kill a movie. This is the this is the part of the show where we pull a movie out of a sack thereby ending its natural life. Yeah, we we determine what movie we're going to do next week. I pick all the movies. So it's my fault. It is your fault, but whatever I, happens is my fault. My hand is the one that pulls the name out of the sack, so you, it's kind of my fault. Yeah, you could say I'm Tony Todd, and you're my victim. Yeah. <laughs> and next week we'll be victimized by Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Neither of us have seen this, but I've been wanting to see it. It's been it's been on my list for sure. Yeah, it's been on my list too because it's kind of not a Halloween movie. Yeah, I think that's fun, though. Yeah, that's why I kind of was like, maybe we can do this one out of order, and it'll be fun. Uh, you know, I, w- I would watch all the Halloweens. There's a lot of them. There's, there... like, way more than you think there are. Yeah, but, like, I could do it. We could do it. We could do it. I feel know? like Elm Street is first for us, though. You keep saying that, but then I'm like, is this about the time for Elm Street? And you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Try me next time. All right, all right. Well, join us next week for Halloween 3. Uh, Opal, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at opal.card.co, and you can find the podcast at Scary Pair on Twitter. Uh, and I'm at PuppeteerClick and Putrid underscore Imp on Twitter. Uh, and I have another show at Level With You Pod on Twitter. I also. Did another interview with a professional Magic the Gathering personality, uh, Carmen Handy, who works for Wizards now. Uh, you can find that on my Puppeteer Click Twitter um, if you're into that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it did sound like you had fun with that. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll do more of those. Yeah. I've found more guests, though. Yes. So this, this is the call out. Find, find us more people. <laughs> sure, yeah. If you know uh, people in the competitive Magic the Gathering scene who you would like me to interview, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right.
What's that in the sky? Oh no, it's a breeze. Oh no, there. <laughs> That's a puddle. Oh no, there's a leak. Oh no, there's a puddle. Oh no, the electricity. Ah, I'm being killed. Oh no, I'm burning. Oh no, no, the knife block's fallen on me. All the knives and the knife block have fallen into me. Ow. I, I've been crushed. <laughs> Something heavy has fallen on me. A vehicle is gonna get me. Hey. <laughs> That's gonna do it. Thank you for listening. Did you like it when I got out of the car? Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye.